That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, in-store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail talks. That's shopify.com slash retail talks. Welcome. Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello, I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm here at the CRMC show in Chicago, and I am joined on this episode of Total Retail Talks by Thomas Kirk, who is the Global Loyalty Strategy Director at Adidas, as well as his colleague Claudio Corti, who is the Global Membership Strategy Senior Manager at Adidas. Uh, Thomas and Claudio actually just spoke here at the conference. We're going to talk to them a little bit about that session, as well as kind of the overall loyalty efforts at Adidas. So thank you for joining us. Thanks very much for having us. It's great to be here. And also a big thank you from myself as well. Thank you. So just in your session now, you were talking about the feedback that you collect from your loyalty members and your customers and uh, their desire for personalized shopping experiences. And that equates across all channels that they're engaging with Adidas in. Can you talk a little bit about what you're hearing from your customers in terms of personalization across channels and how that's evident in their shopping behaviors? Yeah, so it's, it's Tom here. It's, it's a great question. And I guess how we get feedback, it's a very broad term in terms of actually how we, we gather these insights and we utilize these in the best manner. For what we do, we, we do it in many different ways. I guess we have those more traditional efforts in terms of utilizing what insights we see from the programs to seeing what types of behavior members are doing across channels and that can span from purchasing it can it can span from what they're actually doing within the program are they logging activities across our different apps etc etc but then another really important component that we're particularly proud of is that we also utilize the program to actually get feedback directly from members so it's not just i guess the traditional data mining it's actually reaching out to our member base and saying hey do you know what we want your opinion on this and we utilize that in different ways it can be as simple as saying look we're gonna help us choose the next colorway for a product that you might like it might say vote on one of our next kind of exclusive product drops and really um empower through that way or it might be actually kind of influencing where we're going from a loyalty perspective. So the name Addy Club that actually came from us reaching out to members and saying, hey, look, we're going to create a new identity. We're going to create a new name. What resonates with you the best? What would you like to see? And that input actually dictated what we then ended up outputting. So we use these insights in different ways. Um, and yeah, we try and magnify that in the best way. And I would imagine by collecting that feedback and getting the opinion of your Addy Club members that they get further invested in the program. If they feel like you're listening to them and you're taking action in some ways upon what they're telling you, that, that encourages more engagement and then it's kind of a continuous cycle. A hundred percent. And this is, this is Tom again. It's, it's something that you need to ensure that you leverage in the correct way because it sounds great saying, look, we're reaching out to members, we're asking for their opinion, but the real requirement, if you're gonna do that, is that you need to live by your promise. You actually need to show something tangible. So if we're reaching out to members all the time and saying, hey, look, do you know what, help us with this. And then however long later, we don't actually have any tangible output to, to, to serve, we end up really diluting our efforts there. So what's something which we really want to keep an eye on is looking at how we gather member input 
but then at the same side, actually closing that loop and saying, look, you inputted on this and then look what you help uh, kind of dictate from that. So it's a two-way relationship mm -hmm. in that sense. For sure. Yeah, there's no quicker way to lose members' trust than to promise something and then not deliver upon it, right? So when you think about trying to create these personalized shopping experiences, and we talked about the omni-channel nature of the Adidas consumer and your Addy Club members, what are the challenges that present themselves? Because there's data coming from so many different touch points that you're trying to kind of sew that all together and make create one kind of unified profile of the customer. And that's a great question, and it's Claudio here. And, you know, what is important is that we often don't really want to talk about our challenges. We always want to celebrate our wins. And uh, it is important to focus on our challenges because then we have an honest conversation with ourselves and understand what can we improve. And you said the keyword omni-channel experience or omni-channel serving and service and whatnot. And although we praise that we have a, a connected ecosystem with owned channels that we own that goes through brick and mortar, but also our digital ecosystem, our digital touch points, our apps and, and, and .com, the way they interact with one another, obviously on retail, we believe that that's the, the touch point that is the most difficult to, to serve and to really create a true and honest omnichannel experience just because of how different the consumer behaves at retail point, right? And in essence there, they say retail is detail and that's really true. And to ensure a real, true, genuine omnichannel experience there, there is an opportunity for us to obviously improve more. And we are doing so already by you know, focusing our efforts on how, what are the meaningful engagement levers that we can actually pull at our retail touch points. You mentioned the own channels. How about customers that are coming to Adidas through channels that aren't owned? So not buying directed at an Adidas store from one of your digital channels, but going through a retail partner. Um, how do you kind of, one, know who that customer is or try your best to know that customer and then bring them into the fold and potentially get them to become an Addy Club member as well? Yeah, it's, it's Tom here, and it's it's a question that's that's very relevant for us at the moment. Certainly, I, relating to the previous question, I mean, even from an own perspective, I think the one of the big challenges that we have there is that there's there's so much that we need to output within quality, where you almost need to be selective as to where you focus your efforts, because you can't overnight become ten out of ten in everything, and it's it's the same for wholesale. So, for us here, it's really looking at how can we use the program in ways that we are creating an elevated experience for members, but at the same time, we're being the best possible partner we can be for our wholesale partners. So it's not looking at all at how do we use the program and just um, just look at driving into our DTC channel per se, but it's looking at how, how this can play more of a link across someone's whole shopping life cycle. So I wanted to go back to and Claudio, you made the point that it's important to acknowledge that there are challenges within because um, it you know, gives you goals to work towards to, you know, improving upon. Can you talk about, as you think about working to overcome some of the challenges as you build out Audi Club, how do you try to overcome them through you know, technology, through data, through building a, a team? Talk about some of the uh, solutions that you're trying to put in place to improve the program and specifically layering it back to that individual personalization you know that we, that we opened with so, so the big challenge for us here is that how you approach this the horizon is so vast you can solve this challenge i guess in in many different ways but the worst way you solve this challenge is by 
trying to do everything because if you're looking to do everything then all of your efforts are diluted so for us it's about being selective in terms of what strategic choices do we put in place where do we see our big bets in terms of overcoming this and then having that confidence within our strategy to actually see that through so we don't want to play on every single playing field so to speak but it's really being selective about what playing fields are important to us and that will actually enable uh, that better growth from that building upon what you were saying tom in terms of thinking about it not just from the business perspective but you're making decisions based upon what your member like kind of being like kind of a member centric in terms of your thinking not just necessarily what's best for the business yeah and it's cloudier here and i we always say and we we always like to say that loyalty is a two-way relationship it's obviously important to recognize that members are loyal to you but how do we actually reward that and you know in return be loyal to them and listen to them and uh, celebrate and the way we do it and we said it a little bit in the, in our session is aside of our three pillars the one that i focus the most is how we celebrate them and we we recognize them for not just their personal achievements but we we meet them at their key moments uh, at the moments throughout the year whether they're big or whether they're small right one of them being members week which is uh, the way we celebrate our members for a whole week and it happens twice a year but obviously, if you think of that in a, in a landscape of 365 days, that's just two weeks in, in, in out of 52. What do we do in the next 50? And is being relevant at those little moments, like for example, whether it is in sports or in culture, by celebrating them when they're at a football game and how do we create an experience there, showing, ex- giving exactly what a fan would expect, which is the, be- the ultimate brand experience fostered by Adi Club. And the second one, obviously, being also in how do we leverage the collective power of the community? Because at the end of the day, being part of Adi Club is also being a member and you're being part of you being part of different communities that can be fostered by the different sports, whether it's the running community, the football community, or fandom. And within that, foster that collective community to enable them to either move, engage in sports, do something. Because at the end of the day, we are a sports brand. Yes, we obviously sell products. We obviously sell footwear, apparel but we also inspire for people to move and the product will be the enabler for their own stories, right? And I'll follow up with a, a, an, a sports analogy, given the, the brand, you know, in sports, there's a scoreboard. So you're able to see how you're progressing, you know, in the, within a game and across the season, you see standings. So when you think about how you're measuring your efforts in terms of, and we can drill it down to personalization, but also the Addy Club member experience as a whole. What do you look at? What are the things that you, you, know, you, you, you the metrics that you uh, believe are most important to, to measure that, you, that you know, you're progressing in the right direction? Great question. I think for metrics, we have traditional reporting that you'd expect in terms of how we measure health of the base so traditional things you'd expect in terms of active members total members who's engaging etc etc it's also important that we keep on reinforcing the message around being members first with our approach so it's also recognizing what type of member input we're getting back so again traditional measures that you expect in terms of nps uh, and the like and even even the tools that we use to actually gather member input from that as well is really important but lastly, what I would also say, and we've been having this chat actually at this conference during this week, which has been really interesting, is really getting a true reflection at your own house 
rather than looking at your neighbours. Loyalty is a very tempt- temptating issue to think, what are others doing? What should we be replicating? Whereas for us, we've got to be selective in terms of how we build up the programme. And we've got the best idea as to what we think will be successful for us. So it's really kind of building up what we think is important for Adidas, what is important for the brand, and avoid that temptation to always look and peer over that garden fence, so to speak. So just to recap, we have those traditional loyalty metrics, but it's also making sure that we're looking at our own house, we're celebrating um, the achievements that we have, but then we're also recognizing where we need to ensure that we can like continuously evolve and improve the program. For a brand that is on a global scale like Adidas, that I'm interested to get your the two of yours perspective on getting kind of the, the buy-in and collaboration across the organization. It's more than just your individual teams um, to kind of champion loyalty and, and, and the importance of it to the, to the growth of the brand. How do you kind of factor that in across the entire organization from marketing to product to technology, all these different ways that, uh, you know, you work together to stress and get that buy-in to, uh, to your loyalty efforts. So it's definite requirement in terms of how do we showcase value across our organization. I think any team across the organization would have that same requirement. So it really doesn't escape us as well in terms of why we should play an important role to help the brand hit overarching objectives. So there's definite, definitely that piece in terms of in terms of how we push that. But then how that is successful is that once that once that agreement or once that collaboration is in place is ensuring that you're working hand in hand uh, with with these other teams. So it doesn't become an essence of, right, okay, we've agreed buy and we'll push loyalty, et cetera, et cetera. But it's working collaboratively in terms of how we can utilize loyalty in, in the best manner. We're really keen in terms of viewing this as, as a two-way relationship. So it's not that, that one way, what can loyalty drive for the business, but then looking at how we can also be loyal to our members as well in terms of what we offer. So yeah, they're, they're really the points that we'd hit. So thinking about getting the member experience right, getting personalization right, uh, what does that look like for the member? And then what does that look like for Adidas? What it looks like for the member is that whenever they land on their touch point of choice, we're outputting relevance to them. And that relevance can can be variable in terms of what rewards are we offering? What type of access are we giving? What kinds of content are we displaying? So it's really, how do we recognize behavior in the correct manner and really serving up the, the best type of message at that moment in time? And then if we flip the coin from the other side and we look at how do we measure success from the business side, is that of course you can expect that traditional reporting in terms of how we're, how we're reporting performance to the business. But what's really important for us is also looking at that member satisfaction. We are only going to succeed if we maintain that longer term view to loyalty and we're delivering actual genuine value for members. So it's not looking at from a short-term perspective, how we can influence behavior that way, but really looking at how the program could drive and leverage more of those longer-term and longer-lasting relationships with our members. So I want to go back to something you briefly alluded to, Claudio, and that is kind of the hyper-local nature of the uh, the Adi Club program. Um, biased and selfishly, we're here in the U.S. I, I'm, I'm interested in kind of the U.S. member experience and how that might 
differ. Maybe it does in some ways, it doesn't in other ways versus members in different uh, parts of the world. And that's a great question. And, you know, the beauty of how we're set up from our organizational standpoint is us that we sit in global in Germany. We build the capabilities and the foundation for the program, but we also translate under strategic pillars one unique value proposition to understand Adi Club consistently across the globe, right? And once that value proposition is being transferred and transmitted across the markets, and for example, it's used in the US, it permits for obviously to bring that to market with the unique value proposition, but with the flexibility of hyper relevancy that is unique for, 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 for the market itself. And essentially output unique content that caters for the market and so on. And for the US, for example, the Super Bowl is a big moment. American football is a big, is a big sport, the NBA, basketball, and, and the athlete and the partner portfolio that we also have within the market that enables for our market representatives that work in membership to activate local content with local partners that are relevant for the members within that market. Yeah, and you nailed on it. Like I was going to say, um, you know, the examples that you gave, thinking about the different popularity of different sports in different markets. So here in the U.S., football, what we American football, you know, versus, uh, you know, what we call soccer, That you know, that being probably the top interest in your European market. So uh, thinking about that as you serve up content. Absolutely. And one example, for example, could be also India. And recently we, we announced the new partnership within cricket with the national team. And that's also, you know, tapping into local relevancy, what matters the most, but not just in India, right? For any resonating Indian consumer across the world. And what does that experience look like within the US with this? And how is that resonating with members that are of Indian descent within the US, but also with India itself as a country alone? Great. Well, I want to uh, take the opportunity to thank Thomas Kirk, Global Loyalty Strategy Director at Adidas, as well as Claudio Corti, who is the Global Membership Strategy Senior Manager at Adidas, for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Talks here at CRMC. Thank you for having us. Delighted to have spoken to you. If you want to check us out and join Adi Club, you can find us in all, all our touch points around the world, whether it's digital or brick and mortar. We're there to engage with you. Thanks very much for having us. It's been great. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail talks. That's shopify.com slash retail talks.